Welcome back to the square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I am Curtis the Fourth. And it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> we're back. We're ready to talk football again. It's, I guess, Pro Bowl week. Does anybody care? Uh, There's a few people. I there. missed the skills challenge yesterday. I didn't even know it was happening yesterday. I thought everything was happening this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All fair. All fair. But let's, 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 let's do a little spin to this. Let's look at it like this. Look, we've been getting hit with football. If there has to be a break, I'm just saying. We've no, been getting let's hit. Get to the football. Let's get to the football. No, absolutely. But, it, you know, we get, we get to we get to the, look at it as a break. Like a break from what we're doing in the aspect of – Look, there's a thousand things going on in people's lives <laughs> around us in our lives personally. It's it's a, just a moment to at least take a breath and before the the big crescendo, you know, at, for of sure, the Super for Bowl. Sure. But, but I mean, it really I wasn't it. even a break because we've got a lot of news to get to. Which so I'm saying, <laughs> which without having to compound it with these these week's games, you know, it's just saying it's a one less thing off the plate. So I call it a break because the games are where you know that's that's where my most my intensity goes anyway in our and, and we'll forget about the the big crescendo as as it is uh, coming up here this week or we're not going to touch on it this week because obviously no game this week uh, but well, we will we? we will start we'll start by reflecting on an insane conference championship weekend uh, needed <laughs> to give Curtis for some time to reprieve to breathe a little bit emotions were running high last week and we'll get to it uh but then of so much news from monday to, to today friday my goodness it has been insane non-stop information news coming out new headlines every single day uh got some hirings to talk about that happened late last week um because i mean the last time we talked was the monday right after divisional week so right. we right. we kind of jumped right into it. Now we basically have been two weeks off from from the show. So this is now. I mean, let's just get into it. Let's start talking about conference championship week. Do Do you want to start with the big one, or do you want to get 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 the? Oh, what do you want to do? How How do you want to do? No, this? no, no. Let's work backwards. Let's, let's just, work backwards. Let's start. Let's start. In NFC California. championship. Yes, I've been saying it all year long, and I I I I will pound the desk again and again. Rams, oh, right now, Rams are the best team left in the NFL. <laughs> I, 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 Rams are, they have everything that they need to win games. Now, you were completely correct. Jimmy G just wins. He, outside of everything that happened at, towards the end of that game, yeah, it was close. Uh, they, they were really a dogfight defensively. They were really trying to hound after, uh, the Rams there, but Stafford comes up clutch. Cooper Cup comes up clutch. Odo Beckham was a steady, steady receiver throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the only person that you could really say kind of fumbled the bag was Saronic, uh, Skaronic, the the number eight wide receiver over there with the Rams. Right. Uh, dude <laughs> dropped a pass wide open in the end zone, nobody around him. But outside of that, I mean – this entire team performed so well. I mean, it's twenty to seventeen. The Rams beat San Francisco. They they just played a complete game throughout the entire entire time. Matt Stafford was on point all all day long. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a couple of throws that were okay. The hell was that? But still, never turned the ball over. Made sure that they protected the ball. Made sure that they they were they were being efficient with the ball. And 
fourth quarter came up clutch. They they scored points. So that that is the key for for victory there and taking care of the ball and just playing within your offense. That offense is going to be just fine. You put up 20 points and you beat San Francisco and and basically what I was most impressed about with the Rams in this game is that defensively their mentality coming into this game was like, you know what? Bump the whole uh, concept that we can't play physical defense mm-hmm. that we don't want to we like we don't want to get up to play these games or whatnot we are, are going to absolutely shut down the run game and jimmy g you go out there and beat us and for three quarters it looked like he was about to again <laughs> right but as that final play came from san francisco i i was saying it for two drives jimmy g's due for an interception jimmy g's due for an interception lo and behold an interception that I don't think is his fault by any stretch of imagination. I mean, you're getting thrown around by Aaron Donald. Right. And you you try to frantically get it out of your hands, but he still threw a dime to the receipt to the to the uh, running back out of the backfield. And the hell was that? What 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 was this flail? I can't catch anymore and pop the ball up into the air. Like I, I really don't feel like that was Jimmy G's fault. Uh, he, I think he put a he was no he with did. the situation he was in. He put it he put it on a dime. And the and that running back just effed up the whole whole play. He didn't, but it, it's just a you know it's it's prototypical you know talk radio talk yeah talk sports they you know hard just, on Jimmy G. It's just easy to just say see you know and look at his losses look at look at the turnovers he turned it over at the end and that's what lost the game it is just you know complete over oversimplification over you know big broad stroke <laughs> generalizations of you know when he loses this is what he did they you know. What he did in the game before, <laughs> and when he wins, it's, I don't get it. I'm just, I'm, you know, again, yeah. it's the Jimmy Garoppolo effect. In it now, with which, as you were saying, the Rams defense comes to sh- shows up to play. What do they do? They take that run game away. This, Completely this, this little shut down that run game. This, 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 this rookie sensation, Elijah Mitchell, which considering this fantasy team I had, completely not on none of my charts. Never was considered. He wasn't. I mean, Trey Sermon was the guy at the going into the season. Exactly. That everybody was like, okay, we know Raheem Mostert going down again, which he did. Right. But then and, all and of, of course, a sudden, Trey Sermon went and down. And they had Jeff Wilson. You know, so they already had their three plus. Bump Jeff Wilson to me. Let's and, talk about and this James kid. Hasty, all, all. And then there was Elijah Mitchell. I'm just saying, you know, this is just a slew of backs that were just sitting in, in, in San Francisco. Everybody but, keeps trying to bring up Jeff Wilson to me oh, it, it, over and over again. No, not you, but. Throughout my my time on on TikTok and Twitter and he had talking two football, good fantasy weeks in his. They keep trying to come at me, and I'm like, this dude is trash. He cannot stay healthy, and he is less than productive you know when he's, he's on getting, the field. You know what he was getting for for running backs? He was getting what his 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 teammate just the year before with this whole Brandon Ayuk thing. That was you know. Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> but as you were saying, they got this stout this stout defense that I never forgot about. I'm just like, okay, just because they didn't, they're not that we so. We want to crown them as this shutdown front four. We've got so much seven. talent everywhere right. on the field. You, but to me, it was like, okay, what is the number one thing that comes that, that, that a defense needs to be successful? I mean, obviously talent, but the other thing would be communication. Okay. You bring in an all-star perennial pro bowler in Von Miller, that's going to disrupt some stuff. Mm. Aaron Donald's gonna learn have to learn how to play with him on the edge, right. and 
Leonard Floyd is going to have to learn how to take a back seat for a second and say, okay, well, this dude's better than me, and I got to I gotta let him eat, and, and I'll figure out where I fit in. I'll mm-hmm. get in where I can fit in right. after the fact. And, yeah, maybe for the DBs, it's a little bit easier for them to, to adjust to him and be, well, hey, well, we just got to hold him for three seconds now, not four seconds, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, for them to be able to, to stop a play or anything like that. Whereas the like that front seven has to really be on the same page every single play to be successful. Took a couple of weeks to get that, get his feet wet, get back into playing shape. Because I mean, he was just he wasn't doing anything with Denver. Mm-hmm. Comes over here, has to get get acclimated to the team, has to learn the damn playbook, mm-hmm. has to learn the the whole defensive scheme, mm-hmm. and then comes in there and it every week building, getting better, getting a little bit more efficient, getting a little bit getting after a little bit more, getting more sacks, getting being more disruptive on, on defense, uh, making it harder for offenses. Yeah, they dropped a couple of games in in that time frame. Yes, it takes time to learn and relearn, especially when you're, what, 30, 30 34? 33. Like, 33. So, like, it, he, he's been in Denver this entire time. Like, it, it, he that is what he's known is Denver's defensive scheme. Yes, it's changed a couple of times, but as you have to completely learn new. It's a new language on defense, and when you're disguising things, it, it it's completely new. He has to learn it, and he did that in less than three weeks, and then became a like a, a really substantial piece to that defense. And man, he he and Aaron Donald finally uh, the for, for the first time since they've been together. This was the game, and I guess Tampa Bay also would have been the game where I've seen those two on the same page and on that front seven and just it's unstoppable. And I, I don't think that there's any team, especially we keep talking about it. Cincinnati's freaking offensive line. I don't know how they're going to stop him. I don't know how they're going to stop this front seven. Yeah. And we're, we're starting to see the cracks finally <laughs> show. And I think, you know, we seen what we seen last, last year with the no offensive line situation. Mm. Now I don't think it's as grim as that, but yeah, that's taking putting the focus right back on the Rams. That front seven, that's that's just too much, you know. And <laughs> I, yeah, I, what I found interesting, because I don't want to even rehash yeah. your your analysis here, because I'm they're spot on. Um, well, I found it interesting that San Francisco went up seventeen to seven. And then they dropped this game when, remember, the Rams just a couple weeks ago went into the half yeah. 17-3, you yeah. know, and they gave, they gave up that three points right before the <laughs> half. And I was sitting there like, yep, yeah, this looks like this is about to really be over. Wash. <laughs> and boom, all of a sudden, San Francisco beats beats, beats, beats the Rams. They go into the playoffs. Yeah. And he, now here we are in a revenge game, spending six straight. Which, I mean, I think the only thing that was really different about this game is that I never had any doubt. I, I, I never had any, like, fear that San Francisco was going to win this game. Like, I was looking at it, I was like, all right, yeah, you're up 17-7 to in the third quarter, but that's 10 points, that's two possessions. We got 15 minutes left to play. They're going to get the ball. They're going to touch the ball two times. I, let, let's see what they do. And right. lo and behold, they came out, touchdown, field goal almost through an interception, and then right after that, and this is the second time, Matthew Stafford has a bad play, immediately corrects it, and it's not like he's going to have another bad play again. He dot to to, to uh, Cooper Cup, mm. dot to Odell Beckham, 
Let's get some more yards with Cam Akers. <laughs> Dot to Cooper Cup again. Field goal. Win the game. Walk off. Let's go home. Like it was just, it was efficient. It was quick. And then this this time, the defense is the one who closed out the game. Where right. I was like, all right, well, I felt like there was a lot of people that felt like the second San Francisco got that ball back, oh, they're gonna go down here and they're gonna score. I'm like, where, where, where? What, like, what, what have we seen? This entire second half that's going to let me think that this team is going to go down and just magically figure this defense out now. A defense that is playing the most downhill football I have seen this team play downhill football <laughs> the entire season. Hey. Like, what? how are you going to stop that? If y'all, and, y'all could just see this, my son's excitement right now. <laughs> he, he, wow. I, I don't think anybody has been more excited for defensive football than me watching the Rams this playoff run. No, no, no. I, I, I won't even argue that. It's just I'm, I, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm just. It's more. It's, it's the humor. It's, it's the irony of it. It's just humorous to watch my son <laughs> and this joy, pure joy he has for football. And like, and and you know, if you've been following this podcast, he has been talking about the Rams the entire year. So. <laughs> I, I don't know, and I just don't understand why it feels like outside of this podcast until the playoffs started. No, the Rams weren't even a thought to be the winners of the NFC. It was going to be Green Bay or Tampa Bay, and that was it. And I was like, this is the best roster on paper for one, and the best they've been playing mm-hmm. all season long is the LA Rams. <laughs> they've had, they, yes, they ended the season with a bad run, but they were integrating two focal pieces to their to their team. On offense and on defense, they were figuring everything out at the end. And bad run included, and all. I mean, they still won finished. two of the three games, <laughs> and finished with a twelve and five record. I mean, uh, nothing <sighs> to sneeze at. I mean, like let's just. And they dropped the last game, so mm-hmm. they already had to. They would have been twelve and four. I'm just saying, in a sixteen, they were twelve and four at the time. And if they pull out that game versus San Francisco, that would have been thirteen and four, and they would have been the two seed. No, I understand. I was just saying a twelve and five is nothing to sneeze at here. Yeah, you know that true. you had a v- overly it, that's an overachieving year, even in their slump. They slump is their losses. You know, literally. I mean, I think that's around seventy percent win percentage. I mean, that's not easy to do in the NFL. <laughs> not at all. It's only a few that get it every year, and they're one of them. So, uh, with that being said, I mean, not as I already said, I wasn't surprised. Um, <clears throat> how they how it turned out score wise and everything. Yeah. Um now even if it was San Francisco twenty and around seventeen, I don't think I'd have been no more surprised, you know with the way they played in the first half. That was the thing. They just played, based on this matchup. They played so very miserably in the first half though. Like that was where I was like, okay, come on. We got this this is a chance to play in the Super Bowl. Come on, let's let's get it going. It right. just so happened it it took them a little while to get settled. I mean, in that stadium, my goodness, I didn't think that stadium was going to get as loud as it did. Mm. Well, I mean, L.A. is. Uh, I mean, they're distracted by a lot of other things. You got the Lakers, and you know the the club well, show. The and... Lakers. Well, we we haven't even talked basketball this year. I know. Lakers and Clippers. They are just dreadful to watch right now. Even though they had the classic last night, uh, apparently, but. From very far, I'm just smiling in my soul because it was enough. Let's move on. Oh, yeah. There, there. Enough, we'll, enough we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, it's time to talk you football. Uh, but I think for San Francisco, they have to be elated with the season that they had. To, to have the amount of injuries that they did early on, to respond, 
to to play as tough as they did to finish out the season, to, to upset multiple two, back-to-back upsets in, in the playoffs. Well, I guess the first game versus Dallas really wasn't an upset. It, <laughs> it was kind of. Really. I mean, I don't. I didn't understand. I I've never seen so many people on an underdog as much as San Francisco was against Dallas. But regardless, um, to to major wins in the playoffs to make make it to the nfc championship game for one and two to play and basically be right there they were one drive away from making it right and for for them to have battled through what they had to this season uh, san francisco definitely impressed me throughout this run um and unfortunately it's going to end with jimmy g not being jobless because they're going to trade him. I mean, I think that's quite obvious this offseason. We it, will see a it, trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Are we discussing this in the next segment out of any out of, out of curiosity? I don't think I have anything specific about Jimmy G. I think that is the most absurd thing. And that's and I haven't heard all the news this week, <laughs> but I, I heard that one. And that that this one has had me baffled silently all week <laughs> long because I, I haven't even had time to research this. You know, the funny thing is, I think he's going to get traded directly after Aaron Rodgers gets traded. Hopefully, it, that may they may that may that may be that may be true. Um, I I just I don't. What the San Francisco <laughs> has shown me something over the years, years. Yeah, they have some real real interesting views on how they deal with their franchise quarterbacks. And this goes as far back to the Joe Montana, Steve Young situation. Mm. <laughs> it starts there. And you would think it would have started and ended there. And that no. was just the beginning of a long laundry list of things to come. Alex Smith um, followed by, you know, replaced by new sensation Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Do I need to say anything else <laughs> as to what happened to Kaepernick? You know, yeah. as they they pushed pushed him out, and when they was in turmoil and he was gone, guess what? We want <clears throat> the understudy. Give us Jimmy G. That this guy can help us bring our franchise to back to prominence where we needed to be. Yada Which yada yada. <laughs> Which he did. Now. Because in your mind you had the you had the likings of a Ferrari, you know, candy red, candy apple, red Ferrari, and you ended up getting uh let's see a Chrysler, and they can't get past it. They are so stuck on the Ferrari. My my it, thing it is, it has to have flash and flair. It has to be able to sell to the minds and the imaginations of all of all you know all walks of life and for whatever reason he ain't checking a few boxes for them and all at the end of the day what gets these players and coaches and coordinators hired and fired wins and losses (laughs) i say hired and oh and fired yeah wins and losses Uh, and losses if he is winning I don't even know the percent. I didn't do the numbers, but his record is thirty-three and fourteen as a starting quarterback in his career. Injuries aside, 
what in the world are we talking about when it comes to this? He in the off season, they're looking for you know, you know, Jimmy Jimmy G trade offers going going out. They're doing fillers and so on and so forth. What is that? Seventy percent win percentage. A seventy percent point two. Right for somebody <laughs> who don't look the part. Not 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 the guy you really. We really got to go down swinging. I don't think I really want to go with this guy. He has a seventy over a seventy percent win percentage. Seventy, not seven. What are we? What I'm confused. This is what I mean by the Jimmy G effect. What is the problem here? You want wins. All he does is win. 33-14 and 14 as a starting quarterback. And San Francisco now is ready to move on. And I don't have a problem with Trey Lance. But what I, what, what all that I've seen in the last three years out of Jimmy G is, hold on, two NFC title, title um, appearances, one NFC championship, and the only other reason I can say right now, I'm broad stroking this, but stay with me. Mm-hmm. Only reason why it wasn't a third one is because he was injured. He was out in the second year. He comes back. He stays healthy for the most part. Even with them drafting supposedly their new future in Trey Lance. And what does he do? He finds a way to get back to the playoffs and make a magical and a nightmarish run in the NFC. Knocking out three almost knocking out three powerhouses. Yeah. Um proposed. The, the three top of the of the NFC. He almost did it. Yeah. And and came up just three points short. And the first thing I hear, they it's not even a week out. They already talking about trading them. They were talking about that the night of Jimmy Garoppolo. I wasn't even watching the program at yeah, that point. G- Jimmy we, Garoppolo. Oh, well, various other reasons, yeah. <laughs> I just saying I didn't catch that. You have to understand I'm catching up to this is when yeah. I hear this. There. I'm floored. Like go ahead. To your point. Yes. We we want to talk about quarterbacks are judged off of wins and losses. And we'll talk about this in the next segment. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks just retired. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo has not played and started nearly as many games as them. Let's let's make that clear as I'm about to make this comparison. But percentage-wise, he is only 7 percentage points behind Tom Brady in win percentage where Tom Brady is around 77, 78% win percentage. Uh, obviously, like we just said, Jimmy Garoppolo's at 70. But Ben Roethlisberger, he's better than. Ben Roethlisberger only has a 67% win percentage. Hmm. Yeah, but the, you know, argue, and you, you've made your point with the number. But the argument will be, well, no one has considered Ben, ben great at anything. You know, he's, he's decent, he's respectable, but, you know, they don't put him in a but conversation. But he's a Hall of Famer. Well, I think, I think people will say he's a Hall of Famer. I, I know. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. We can have a real conversation like that. This is, I'm just telling you how to spin yeah. those. Because the idea is like, if we can make a comparison to Ben Roethlisberger, then why are we even talking about this this, this guy? This guy's a bum. You know, because 
we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Terrence Tom Brady's and I didn't even it, check it, out. No, no, no. Aaron I'm just making a point. Like, but the point is, we kind of we making those comparisons. You bring it, you know, so you bringing in a Ben Roethlisberger, some second rate, you know, yeah. tier two, tier three guy, you know, that's very successful career. Let me just be very clear, and has two Super Bowl rings, controversially, but has two <laughs> Super Bowl rings. There's some other things controversial about Come him on, too, man. but hey, let's Seattle not get into that. Arizona Super Bowls. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, he he. It, the the whole point was he just wins. He wins football games, and yes, he he missed a throw in the big one. A lot of guys do. He missed a. I he, heard an absurd c- c- comparison. This I, game, I, though, he did everything outside of block for himself. Right. Like that. That, that was. And I I have to give Jimmy G the props that he deserves. He. Outside of the Green Bay game, he played out of his mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, down the stretch in that Dallas game, he did try to give the game away, but he has been playing and putting this team in position to win games again and again and again, mm-hmm. and he is making San Francisco look like geniuses for building the defense that they had. They grab him, they go build that that defense, they trot out Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Yes, Debo Samuel is a absolutely insane weapon to have, and George Kittle is the second best tight end in all of the NFL. Eh. And then, <laughs> eh. uh, well, that's going to be controversial. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but at Maybe. the end of the day, <laughs> I just said second best. Uh, I, I think we both agree on who's first. Oh, yeah. but... <laughs> I, I, I was just saying there is a Mark Andrews out there. No, he, I, I would take George Kittle over Mark Andrews. Uh, yeah. Every day of the week and twice on Sundays. No, no disrespect, Mark I don't even Mark know Andrews. what we're making. It doesn't even matter. Go Regardless, ahead. he's got weapons. They 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 already had some pieces in place, and and then you have Kyle Shanahan's run run centric offense that he gets played plugged into. Jimmy G has been the perfect guy to run that offense. As long as if they could just figure out their damn training staff and stay healthy throughout the season for once, mm-hmm. yes, you guys will be perennial per, perennially in the playoffs in. <sighs> You'll always have a shot at making it to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G as your quarterback. Right. Every single year. Yes, he is going to make mistakes. Every quarterback does. Tom Brady went out with in in throwing a having a horrible first half, cleaning up his second half very well, mm-hmm. and then down the stretch just never had the opportunity to touch the ball again. So, like Come on, like everybody has their flaws throughout the game. Then nobody is perfect throughout the entire game, regardless of how hard they try. Right. He's going to make mistakes, and but you, it's about building the team around him so that those mistakes are so minimized that they can they can still win football games. And clearly, San Francisco has done that. I do not agree with them moving off of him. I think that they should keep him and 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 let uh, at least allow him to play out the contract. But no, they're going to trade him. It it, it does. It looks like there's no possible way that they can't hold on to him for some reason. Um, I, I find it very weird. Yeah, I don't. I do not like what they're doing over there with him because shipping him off just doesn't make sense. But it looks like they're going to try to ship him off, and they're going to hand the keys over to Trey Lance and say, "Hey, it's it's your show now." They it? they shipped off Goat 1.0. Okay, you and I'm saying that now to in this manner. Because I've now had finally put, this is a pattern. It started. I, I thought that was just like this one-time NFL, yeah. not a San Francisco thing, an NFL thing. Like, 
remember this most weirdest weirdest scenario in yeah. you know, no this is a this is a long list of uh, just offenses where and and we're seeing it now with Jimmy Garoppolo um listen to the sports radio yeah <laughs> it, it just really quick and the most absurd comment was because uh, they were talking about the trade, and uh, well, if he goes over to this team, and they were doing these scenarios, so I'm just like, okay, I'm just it's an opinion piece completely. Yeah. But you know, well, if he go to this team, uh, I, you know, my guess, and if the offensive line is good, I mean, decent, and you know, if, if and, uh, you know the, the good special teams, and, and you know he stays healthy, and you know, and and they got just you know weapons all around, and just all throughout the team, I, I guess he can win. Then you know. I was like, hold the hell, hold up. <laughs> this sounds like something Tom Brady did, you know, yeah. with all these weapons, because he didn't just go to Tampa Bay. You know, I was thinking like, and my point of the connection and why did I bring up Tom Brady? Because he is the understudy to Tom Brady. I always connect these two, not saying that he is Tom Brady. All I'm saying, he his has, career, when it comes his to go- winning, always be tied to when it comes to winning, he is very Tom Brady-ish. That's all I'm saying. He he finds a way to win. You know, Brady has a hell of a lot more flash where we don't want to say he finds a way to win. Well, if you want to remember those first three Super Bowls, it wasn't really Tom Brady heroic arm that did it all. You know, it, that wasn't the big Fantastic story. defenses. Thank you. Complete balance attack of both offense and defense in – a player two was trying to decide whether it was the defensive game or it was an offensive. You know, it was very yeah. balanced. And then the last three is the last three. I'm just, but that came a decade later. That's two totally different Tom Brady's. But my point being, Jimmy G <laughs> got the privilege of being able to be understudy and, and, and under Tom Brady as well as be tutelage under a incredible system that they got in New England. Yeah. Period. And I respect that. You know, above all, with that being said, Jimmy, Gar- if he had all the weapons that he needed, I guess I would be comfortable with him. Then. Because, and again, come on, for some reason, he's not checking the boxes in the in the, in the uh, eye test. But for a lot of the if outside, he can get to the right spot, microwavable, they are going society to that we live wherever in. he goes next year is going to be a contender for the playoffs at at the very least. I I mean, you know, it depends on the team. He can't just go anywhere. That's what I'm saying. It depends on where he goes, but I mean, if we're if we're going to be talking about a team like you were like that, whoever on talk radio was going was saying, right. he's got the pieces. He's got a he's got a decent defense on the other side. That's a team that's going to be fighting to win their division, right? With Jimmy G at the helm, I mean, I, I it, if you're a team, if you're a fan of a team that is going to or going to be in trade talks to get Jimmy G from San Francisco, you better hope for one that they don't give up. They they don't have to dismantle their team because obviously they are they are basically putting up a, a free ad saying hey pennies on the dollar fifty percent off Jimmy G is for sale right now and two you should be happy once that trade goes through you should look at your team and say all right if we've got weapons if if we've got a a wide receiver or two not even have to be the best in the league just two solid receivers you've got. A, a, some semblance of a running game, so a running back that right. can that can keep you guys on schedule, mm-hmm. and a halfway decent defense. The quarterback situation will be just fine. 
you guys will be in a in a position to win games week in and week out. You're you're not ever going to get blown out. It's never you're not ever going to not have a chance at winning that game. Right. And on top of that, you're going to be a team that is going to be in contention to win win your division again. So simple as that. I mean, uh, congrats on a fantastic career uh, in uh, in San Francisco, uh, Jimmy G. But uh, as that tenure is going to come to a close, so I'm I'm going to be excited to see where he goes next to see if that's a situation that can continue to breed uh, a just win baby uh, mentality. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the other one. <laughs> that other uh, champion championship game that did take place. That why do you find it so funny right now? Because <laughs> it, it was, it was a situation. Because first of all, I didn't hear for you from you from like for I think it was about <laughs> twenty four to thirty six hours mm-hmm. after the fact. Mm-hmm. I was just like, right, I tried to call, I sent him a text, <laughs> and then you completely just disregarded the fact that there was another game on. I was like, he's not watching this. He's <laughs> barely. <laughs> I I just I didn't have a heart. To, I was done. Oh uh, well, let's start there. Where? How did you? How, how did you feel after this game? <laughs> Violated. That's how I felt. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I, uh, if, if, that, if that makes any sense to anybody that's listening to this, you know, you just you just feel violated. You know, I, I guess you could say in a sports sense. You know, I don't know. Whatever that means. <laughs> right, but. I mean, man, it's like it's not even the air left the room. It's not even how you you is there's a shock value. You were you were just caught off guard. It's not even a, the the I can't believe what I just seen type of thing. I that just didn't just happen type of thing. None of it, take all of that. It, it's it goes beyond all that. It because again, this wasn't prototypical Chiefs dropping the ball in the playoffs. Like they usually do. My goodness. This was something else. And I I I ain't moved off how what I felt. All I did, I got my emotions are in check. <laughs> because I was it was still raw for the first forty eight hours. And I'm good. But my with my my view never changed. I'm yeah, like now I'm not even I'm not gonna say now is I mean, it's <laughs> even with more resolve. That game was off. Something was severely off, and I want to sit there and say, "Oh, the Chiefs' offense, ha ha ha!" You know, it's like you know, this old lame joke out there. <laughs> they, they weren't you, though. I get so the, the exact opposite of what I said was going to happen happened. <clears throat> I was saying going into this game that the only way that Cincinnati could win is if the Chiefs came out flat and just couldn't get going in the first quarter, and they would have to jump on top of them and and take advantage and go up. 28 nothing to start out the game that clearly did not happen because by halftime it was 21 to freaking three the chiefs oh 10 oh sorry 10 yeah i forgot they got that score right at the end the garbage time second quarter score yeah, yeah. i because th- we talked about this on uh i know, would think it was tuesday I know people was like how arrogant of him no <laughs> it was a garbage time. <laughs> come on they people. were not trying they, they thought they were going people if you could just Put your you put your prop bets on the side. Put put all that out the way. You know I got I money mean, on this game. I just really don't like that team. That team beat my team. Yeah. Put all that aside. Get come on. I mean, garbage time was, might not might be the wrong phrase for it. I think it was a 
it, 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 it was a it was cheap going. score. That's what I what I felt it was. It was one of those things that was like, okay, you guys should be playing to just go talk, talk, go go talk at halftime because it, it's not working out. And the Chiefs obviously took their foot off 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 the pedal when it came to. Oh man, they uh, jumped off the bus. Yeah, they. <laughs> that bus just went downhill all on its own. I, I'm talking about at the end of the half, <laughs> specifically that they just did not think that it was going to be one of those things where th- that that. They weren't expecting for Cincinnati to try to score at the end of that half. They were like, okay, we got our score. We were up 21 nothing, or 21-3 at the time, and we'll, we'll just they're, – they're just going to play it out, uh, kneel it out, get to the locker room. And then they went down super quick, got that score, and then, boom, uh, the debacle at the end of the first half happened on Kansas City side. That's where I think the implosion started because that's when – Andy Reid tried to get cute or he was going to let Pat Mahomes apparently do whatever he thought was best mm-hmm. instead of being the damn head coach and saying, no, we're kicking a field goal here. Cause to me at this point, cause they go down there and they, they do every, they were pulling all, they were deep in that bag. Look, look, Cincinnati look, you, was, you are so right. I don't even <laughs> want to cut you off. I've been listening to this all week off and on the same point, And it's, and I'm not saying this to you. Please don't take it that way. It was more like I was kind of taking it that way. Sunday was the Sunday we were talking. No, Monday. Oh, Monday. It might Dreadful have been Monday, Monday or it might have been Tuesday. Black Monday. I don't know. No. Remember when we talked? Oh Lord, yeah, it was too. Oh, was no. it Tuesday? That it, was we talked? it was Monday. It was Monday. It was Monday okay. afternoon. I can't remember. It, it was, was, it was this black, again. This week has been look, crazy. Black Monday. <laughs> anyway, um. Oh gosh, I, I lost what lost my train of thought. What, oh, I was basically talking because. So to me, I believe if Andy Reid would have just kicked that field goal. Got it. I'll let you finish your point. That was going to be the backbreaker for Cincinnati because to me, it took it took Cincinnati's to go armpit deep into their bag of tricks to go get that one touchdown at the end of the half. They were pulling out everything to go get that score. And when they finally got it, it was just like, "Whew, okay, fine. We we're right. on the board. We gave we gave our defense a break. They can they they can go out there and they can get after it." And that is exactly how I felt with in that sentiment. Now most people won't feel that way. Go ahead. But then to me, the backbreaker would have came. Kansas City comes storming back, and again, less than a minute left on the clock. Go straight down the field. Let's either get a touchdown if we can, or if not, let's just go down and score. Because then you got to think psychologically what's going to happen to this team. We can do everything that we can to go take four minutes off the clock and go score a touchdown at the end of the half, but we leave even two seconds left on the clock. Patrick Mahomes is going to do something to go ahead and get a score, and, and, and there's nothing that we can do about it. And that would have been demoralizing for that defense. That would have gave given that offense no hope that they would have been able to get back into that game as long as they score there. It didn't matter about if it was a touchdown or if it was a of a, a field goal. Does not matter for for Kansas City. It, all that matters is scoring points at the end of that half because that psychologically would have, I think would have just broke Joe Burrow. It would maybe not break Joe Joe Burrow because that dude is unfazed by anything that happens. Apparently, I mean, got sacked nine times in the game and still won in the playoffs, but regardless, offensively, 
even for the head for the coaching staff, it's like, okay, what the hell can we do to stop this team? That's where I like psychologically you can get into their head. But no, you try to get cute and take as much many points as we can. Doesn't matter how much you score at the end. Just get on get more points on the board and go into halftime with them thinking, no matter what we do, they are going to score points on every single time that they touch the ball. If they really want to, they will score. And there's nothing that we can do to stop them. So that is where I felt like they lost the game because they gave Cincinnati a little bit of hope defensively and offensively, defensively in the, in the respect that, oh, we can stop you. There, there's, there's, ways to, there's ways to stop this offense. Whether, it, whether it's a bend-don't-break mentality or not, mm-hmm. we can stop you now. And, or, and then offensively, it's like, okay, our defense has the opportunity to stop them. They, they just need to stop them two times, and we're right back in this game, which is exactly what happened in the second half. Right. So that was my mentality, and I, I Andy Reid, you have to take it on the chin. You lost your team this game. Okay, before we get to the Andy Reid thing, <laughs> got to go all the way back. Why I said this was a weird game, and just hear me out, y'all listeners, hear me out. This call it a fan view. I don't want to say bias. It's just I watched it analytically like I always do, but I watched it. There's some fandom there. There is a bit of a bias or whatever, you know. But the point is, that is my team. Yeah. So I'm calling it how I seen it. Some of it I'm calling it how some things made me feel. But with that being said, your analysis of the P. Ryan touchdown, absolutely correct. And this is what made the game weird for me. What you seen is valid. Because what I seen was something a bit differently. And I think it's just as valid. And I think some of, and I've, li- I've listened to all these views about this game throughout the week. Some of it is very similar. But what they're saying, it is valid in a, in a certain type of context. And he, and this is what I'm saying. Let me let me say the taking a P Ryan thing. P Ryan comes down they, like you saying they exhausted every option. And <laughs> and my point is when okay Deep man the they just did, this dude ran off a 40 yard touchdown to end basically to end the half. And I'm like okay oh I'm thinking I was mixing for a split second. I I would I did too. I would have freaking won my parlay. Right. I don't even get right. me started. <laughs> but 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 come come back come back so. P. Ryan scores, so I'm looking like I know that that was not in they really in their playbook. And like I said, deep the, in the bag. I'm just like, okay, if P. Ryan is happening to be the one that has to do the scoring here, oh, <laughs> we got this. Now, Chicago and, and Kansas City, okay, you did your typical, you let that one big play go again, yeah. and, and now you let a P. Ryan score from 40 yards out. Probably had the best run of his career. Moving, I need right, to, you got to give him props with that I, Baltimore I game. I, I was gonna say I don't have a problem with him. It's just outside of his one limited opportunity, he hasn't had much, you know. But it was kind of like, oh, look who scores—the backup running yeah. back who never scores, you know. But here he goes. And so, from a fan's point of view, and I'm watching the Chiefs sideline, and I'm listening to Tony Romo talk. I don't really have a problem with Tony Romo, but I was having a real problem with him <laughs> in this game because everything he was—they went out of their way. I mean, they went out of their way to try to find every stat that can just make that that would just reflect 
Kansas City in some negative way. It, it mm. just one after the next, after the next, after the next, after the next. And they just kept reeling them off. I'm just like, dude, how much stuff are y'all coming up with? Well, to that point, what I heard was is that they specifically had to like find new stuff to talk about because they've had five Kansas City games this season on top of the fact that they already did just three weeks before this, the Kansas City-Cincinnati <laughs> game. So I'm they sorry. had to find new material this, to talk this, about. This, this made it – this was horrible. And, and Tony Romo has gotten ripped all year, all week. Through, really? Through, nationally, through, like, you know, um, podcasts, blogs, gotcha. you know, Twitter, all that stuff. I have not seen any of they, this. About a, what? There's, there's, a, they're just, they're, they're, um, there's a big complaint that they do not like the way he called the game. They just mm. – and there have been complainers that have been complaining all throughout the year. But – I don't really share that view, so it's kind of like I took it with a grain of salt. But for a small sample size of this one game, yeah. there was this outpouring. Gotcha. <laughs> I was, like, was going to say, Tony Romo has been one of the best commentators since he's been in I, the booth. I, again, I, I'm going to say that, but uh, what I said, I've had no problem oh, sorry, with Sorry, analyst. And I had no problem with him, but I had a problem with him in this game. Yeah. It wasn't because the, they lost and he was the one analyzing it. And no, it was the crap he was talking. I was just like, this don't even sound like what are you talking why are you you are reaching swinging for the fences here and i mean they were pulling stats out they <laughs> literally like what was the last one and i was just blown i was just they were like oh by the way we got got another stat for you i'm quote that's what he said we got another stat for yeah. you because they they was i mean go back and look at the feed listen to it it was stat after stat after stat. My point. Being, By the way, I don't. I wouldn't know because I actually, for the most part, I mean, outside, I think of only Chicago games, mm-hmm. and even with some Chicago games, I listen to football on mute. I've okay. completely turned off. Which is, <laughs> I'm not listening to a Chiefs game on mute because yeah. I'm trying. Which to is it. fair. Right. Which is so, why I say Chicago too. For right. me, I I will listen to it. But. Right, but so, um, it was like so. He's like, oh, we got another stat for you. No team in the NF in NFL history has ever won back to back overtime games in a playoff series. I'm, so Why would first, you say that? Why would you say so, that? <laughs> that was then maybe I said that for a split second. Then the second thing was, is that really a stat? You know, like where in the world I never even thought to think about such a stat. And now I'm furious because the Chiefs are struggling. They down three, and I'm pissed now. And I'm like, you know what? If they got us a break history, then so be it. Let them break history. You know, we we finna make <laughs> we doing it. We finna make history tonight because that's that's all I was saying. Well, they they made history just playing in that game. Yeah. Now you got me so far back off. I'm about, I'm, 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 I was back at halftime. P Ryan scores the touchdown. Yeah. Oh, we're back, y'all. <laughs> P Ryan scores the touchdown. We'll get back to that in a minute. Um. So I'm thinking like a Chiefs fan or one of these Chiefs players on the sideline and like, look here, man, we've been lighting this team up, mopping them up and down this field all half. They cannot stop. And we just let off. We we, we slept at the wheel for a split second and this fool on side here and scored. No, 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 no disrespect to you, P. Ryan. (laughs) Just just hear me out. This is what I'm saying. This is the lingo. This is the narrative. This fool going to sit here and let this dude run off a little 40 yarder. Check this out, man. We got a minute and some change right here. We only needed 13 seconds last week. Dude, we can go back down here and score a touchdown, take that take that seven right back and go into this half, and then, as you were saying, come out in the next half, jump right on top. Hear me out. 
No, uh, I, 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 Stop. I Don't totally jump, agree with you. Jump right back <laughs> on it, and we, we, we can close this thing out. And we're done. Yeah. Third down play comes, right? Because we're, 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 we're running out of time. Field goal unit should come out. However, considering what just happened, I'm looking at Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes talking, and I, I can see, and then Tony Romo chimes in and explains what's happening. And, he, you know, and he, he deferred to Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes said, Coach, I got it. Hear me? Don't jump in yet. <laughs> as me, as a Chiefs fan, you're not, I'm saying, not, not somebody who respects the Chiefs. Or yeah. can, as a Chiefs fan, you know what? That's ballsy. We are the AFC champions. They have been back-to-back AFC champions. Yep. They have been disrespecting us this whole time. We have just slayed Goliath. 100%. And this t- little upstart team going to come up in here and try to, and then little P. Ryan just score. We taking this back. And I can see them like, you know what? And nothing told me, hey, they're going to go out here and just execute the play and score a touchdown. That's my thought. And it didn't happen. My thought was this. Okay. It wasn't, you know what? They should have kicked the field goal. That wasn't my thought. My thought was, you know what? This is really a rushed pr- thing anyway. It it, it it can happen. It's 50-50. You can either catch the ball, make the play. Don't catch the ball, don't make the play. You know, you didn't make the play. More times than not, you would have. However, nothing going in, into this half is telling me we're going to have any issues coming back out in the second half. We're just going to continue doing what we're doing. We'll come back down and get three or seven on the next drive when they come back. Now, my issue, of course, that did not happen. Yes. My issue has been this hindsight narrative that I've had to listen to mm-hmm. all week long. Because everybody was saying, let me just tell you, they, they, the little quick takes and, you know, from Monday to Tuesday, then it yeah. died down and it just became common t- tongue. But let me tell you where, where the game was lost. It was lost on that one play. The, the, the one play with the Tyreek Hill when he dropped it. That's where they lost it. Because you score three there. Now, hear me out. That's this, this, is, <laughs> this is the lingo. They score three there. We got a whole different type of game going in the second half, and even with just with them scoring, you're up three, not down three. You know, see, it, it's, it was all these scenarios. I'm just a, like, you're missing the whole point of this. That's one play. That one play did not, did, does not qualify what did or did not happen yeah. in the second half. Let's just establish that. I to the to one, the world. I don't know. You, I'm not saying I one thousand percent agree with you. That one had nothing to do with the other. <laughs> I understand in the concept of the numbers, had they played the second half exactly the way they was going to play, yeah. had they kicked the three, that's all circumstantial. We don't even know how that would have played out. And to your point about psychology, I understood that psychology, and that's fine. I call that, <laughs> I, I, I call that, you know, that, that's kind of a um, broad stroke, um, long, the long game, you know, view, as opposed to short game, was we gonna take this seven right back, and then we gonna jump on and then basically kill shot him at the first exactly. drive in the third quarter. One hundred percent agree with you. And, and here is where I, and here is where I one hundred percent agree with that sentiment mm-hmm. from Patrick Mahomes. I'm okay with that. Andy Reid, you are the head coach. You're the supposed to be the person game manager. You're supposed to you're supposed to be the one with the long term view. Sean McDermott's not letting Josh Allen wave him off. Aaron, I mean, even uh, Matt LaFleur told Aaron Rodgers what to do. It didn't work out. But then that blame was on 
uh, Matt LaFleur. It wasn't on Patrick, uh, on Aaron Rodgers for that mm. matter. So th- that's why it pisses me off. And this is why I say Andy Reid lost in that game because not only was it, uh, not only was it the um, issue with that specific play, mm-hmm. second half, where in the hell was CEH? The dude that was gassing him for four, four and a half yards per play. They no. couldn't stop him to save his damn life. No. <laughs> like, this dude was falling for six-yard plays. Like, like I, I and this is the sentiment that's, that Andy Reid has had for his entire goddamn career, is he does not run the ball when he needs to, even when he, you guys drafted him specifically for this. And... On top of the fact that you've got this diamond in the rough, Jarek McKinnon, who has been dominating mm-hmm. this entire playoff run. Fresh as NFL player in the league. I, in, in, like I said, I agree from the Patrick Mahomes standpoint mm-hmm. to go out there and let's kill shot him right now. Let, let's, let's just do it. Let's get it done here. Let's shut him up and let No, and, and, I understand. And I'm not saying it was the wrong call. All I'm saying is I understood and I even agree, like, look, it's a ride-or-die play. However, the numbers are in our favor. We should be able to score on us. They didn't. That's what happened. They just didn't. They but didn't to, execute. To it was, me, it's almost like a two-point conversion play. Because what you, what you stated just a little bit ago was the reason, more of the reason as to why you kicked that field goal instead of going, going for it. You get the damn ball back anyway. It doesn't matter. That's the difference between scoring a possible ten points and no points, which actually happened. And I understand no, your no, sentiment no, understand. with the with the hindsight. I was gonna say no, 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 and I, and and I'm I want to couple that with this is what you get with a high powered offense and as efficient and as successful as them. I can see where this became Andy Reid has to be above no, no, no. That. I'm saying he I can has see to be where above this became that. a real. Yes, yes, you know, 50-50, we can go for it, we don't. I'm even okay with Eric Bieniemy trying to go out there and say, hey, coach, we should go for it here. But no, Andy Reid, you are the leader of this team. You are, your walrus face is the face of this damn franchise. You need to make the decision to, exactly. You need to be the one to go out there and say, no, the smart play, what we got to do for for the for the long term and and what, for what for it, the I entire s- psychology of the game, here's what we're doing. Yeah, because because even in his press conference, he stated that it was it was probably the smarter thing to go to go ahead and kick that field goal. As I said, this was game was weird. Everything you said, I is fair, and I don't <laughs> I don't disagree with it. I just I couple it if you you have to see it from the fan view, and I do. Most of the, or the the country doesn't, you know. It's yeah, just this, I, which I agree with. Yeah. It's this hindsight. See, you just <laughs> did it here, right there, that play right there. Y'all yeah. here hot dogging. That's and, where it started for me. It's not where it ended for me because that second and, half was egregious as now, as could be. This no. is where oh. weird goes off the rails. Cincinnati couldn't hold a candle to Kansas City in no way, shape, form. Of any imagination on Sunday. Yeah. There must have been a clone machine or something that cloned the entire Kansas City Chiefs team that came back out. Coaches, staff included. Because it was literally two different teams that showed up. One was the Kansas City Chiefs that we know and love. The back-to-back AFC champions. Super Bowl champions for two years ago. Um, back in first place, the highest seed in the AFC, just slayed Goliath, 
and, and basically red carpeting your way to the Super Bowl. And what just happened here? And then the clone team that looks like you move like y'all talk like y'all. But all of a sudden can't seem to execute like y'all. And now we have a representation of the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Kansas City Chiefs out um, uniforms with the Kansas City Chiefs playbook Yeah, that they never studied. <laughs> because that's what the Chiefs look like. Like as if they <laughs> they had a basic package. They, they ran a basic package offense, pass heavy, for nearly a quarter and a half of football in the second half before finally waking up. Oh, I'm sorry. And they sprinkled uh, maybe seven runs in the midst of that, that, that the quarter and a half. That I, I, oh. I said sprinkle, yeah. and I mean sprinkle. It was not much. And it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense because we made the same discovery, but it really didn't come to resonation for either one of us until the game was over. Yeah, that's true. It's just like, wait, the, what the hell happened kept, to the run game? Yeah, I you kept know? looking back, and I'm like, what? okay, he threw I, it again. I okay, he threw it run, again. Because <laughs> I had to play this game backwards from the all – and that – I kept where the hell happened to the run? Because I just kept remembering spectacular run plays when they ran the ball, and then all this stagnant passing and questionable route running and time steps, and then all of a sudden no one's covered, and now Patrick Mahomes can't decide whether he wants to run forward or backwards or sideways, and uh, you see you, it. I'm sorry, I don't know what team. Showed up in the second half. That was not the team that went in the tunnel in the first half. I'm sorry. I I have to talk about this rush Jump game, in, please. Kansas City. Kansas City. <laughs> what the hell? Jarek McKinnon rushed only 12 times, and he was the leading rusher because I, I we both recognized mm-hmm. this at the beginning of the game. Ch wasn't even the starter. Jarek McKinnon was exactly. Jarek McKinnon comes out, and he rushes the ball 12 times for 65 yards. It's 5.4 yards per play. Mm -hmm. CEH comes out, and he's literally, like you said, sprinkled in Mm -hmm. six rushes for 36 freaking yards. And that's six yards per, per rush. Again, I asked Andy Reid, I... What are we doing? 18 carries from your, your from your running back core for about 5.6 yards per carry between the two of them. And it, you control the game with your, from the jump from with your <laughs> run game and yet scorched them with the pass game. It is the perfect Balance to an offense. Jarek McKinnon on top of that was three for freaking 30 out of the backfield. And 95 all-purpose yards from scrimmage, huh? Yep. And that's what I'm saying. Jerry 15 touches. Just next man up mentality. Like I said, it was a big signing in the offseason, but he was coming in as the number three or maybe the number four because that was Darwin Thompson. You yeah. know, it, and my point was this is what it was. That's how everybody looked at the McKinnis signing. I was, I was no, like, that's not how I did. I was <laughs> like, you know, he's sitting back there. I'm like, you know, some backhanded way. I'm like, he's he going to be real fresh in the second half. Yeah. And I mean, he has is- been outside of Cam Akers. 
Yeah. He is the freshest He's <laughs> running the freshest. back in, He's in the, the freshest NFL. one in AFC, I tell you that. Yeah. So So but, I, I I just that is where they lost the game to me is Andy Reid. I, I understand that uh Eric Bieniemy is the play caller. Regardless, Andy Reid, you have to go to your OC and say, I don't give a damn. We are we need to stay ahead of schedule. We need to bleed the clock. We I want us to be as healthy as possible. For the Super Bowl, we're running the ball, and we we're getting out of here with our, at the time, eleven point lead. Regardless if you score or not, they wouldn't have the damn time to go out there and get a touchdown to Jamar Chase. They wouldn't have the time to kick the field goals with 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 Mister Money Mac or Shooter McPherson over here. <laughs> right, this dude who's been, my God, automatic. In the playoff, this dude does not miss. He is, he's honestly, he looks like to me a, like a Robbie Gould in the making. This dude does not miss in the big spot. We'll see. Obviously, he's yeah, a rookie. I hate, but, you know, I'm not going to knock it, but yeah. you know, you know, it can't be just one year thing. It, 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 I agree. But he, to me, he has. checks all the boxes right now. Yeah, for sure. He's the best kicker right now. I mean, you know, it's Matt Gay who tried. He tried. He tried. So, to me, like, this, like, th- yes, Cincinnati has a lot of pieces. And we'll get to Cincinnati in a second. We do have to to finish up this thought on, on this team. But Kansas City, I, I'm thoroughly disappointed because you had, it was in your hands. You, and the reason why I'm so disappointed, it's not because I'm I'm just this diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan, as you are. It's because I was looking for the best matchup in the Super Bowl. Regardless of, of my fandom for the Rams, because I've been backing them all year and I've been their biggest supporter. Right. <laughs> it, I wanted to see the best Super Bowl possible. And that would have been Kansas City versus L.A., the best team in the AFC, the best team in the NFC. Freaking go at it. Right. (laughs) When we already got to see the game of the year in Kansas City versus Buffalo. So give me game of the year part two in Kansas City versus L.A. Like that would have and it's in L.A. Get like for the finals for the big stakes. Yeah. So like that to me would have been everything because you got two legitimately complete teams. I mean, Kansas City has the best offensive line in football after having basically the worst offensive line in the second half of the season last year. And then history of football, too. <laughs> no, that's Cincinnati's offensive line right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the Super Bowl. Ridiculous. It, obviously, let, you don't need an offensive line. But let's talk about them because Cincinnati, you got to give credit where credit is due. I will anyway. That I'll, I'll let C4 take this this part of the, let me of the show let off. Let me finish. Okay. Cincinnati, you're going to do what this whole they did what they were supposed to do. They do, you know, they just executing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They did all that in the midst of what happened in this game. Sure. Yep. They did everything they were supposed to do. This ain't about what they were supposed to do. This ain't even about Cincinnati as to why they won. Cincinnati did not win because of Cincinnati. Anybody can argue that. You can argue that. I don't care. I just never, I'm not going to be moved on this point. This was about what Kansas City did not do. And whatever the hell that was in the second half, which was virtually nothing, you can all I'm trying to get is an explanation because I have not seen this in professional sports in general. You how do you go from one hundred percent hot to two percent cold? That doesn't make the twenty eight 
three in Atlanta didn't even hit the scale like it was hitting me in this. This made absolutely no sense. Atlanta sitting there dropping a big game on the biggest stage. That does not Something surprise <laughs> anybody in America. Whether you love them, hate them, being different with the Chiefs, you cannot sit there and tell me, oh, well, you know. Expected it. When you look at Cincinnati, man, let me just explain what they did. But they did this, this. And if you do that, that's how you win games. You know, that's how you be safe. Well, let me the, tell you. No, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> that's how you play it safe in the barbershop. That's how you play it safe on your networks so you don't get fired and say anything too controversial or keep your Twitter feed down. Yeah. You don't want to. I understand. I ain't talking like, no, I'm look, I don't, I don't have a Twitter account, so which is fine. And I, I have this, we have, we, us have this, you know, our comment section, but you know, people are not brave enough to really get out there. Yeah. So with that, let me just speak freely, you know, and I'm going to say what you all wish you would, would wish yourself to say at times, maybe you don't, you don't necessarily agree with this view in this moment, but you're not going to be, t it's not, I didn't see anything in the second half that spoke my God, look what Cincinnati is doing. It, well, the reason why they won the game is because, as you say, mm. there are things that Kansas City didn't do, but Cincinnati took advantage of that. True. Let me, and I was a simple, oversimplified to this, which would make more, it just, it'll save a lot of time here. <clears throat> Cincinnati doing what they needed to do to stay in the game, to chip back way into it taking advantage of an opportunity was far overshadowed by what Kansas City could not do all of a sudden. True. And that's all I'm really getting at. I just find it weird. Well, I, I, I feel it like... It could be week one of the season. I would have still said weird. But at this stage of the season, this season is matured, aged. We're at the very end. And... <laughs> You, it's like you're a, it's like Usain Bolt running the forty yard dash, and at that, at 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 um at um yard thirty five, he just ups gets cardiac arrest and falls completely flat on his face in one fell stroke. No one found that interesting that Usain Bolt just just passed out at the five yard line, <laughs> I mean at the thirty five yard of a forty yard dash. As opposed to, do y'all didn't, didn't I just see what Chiefs just did? Just fell flat on their face all of a sudden in the race, and that they was clearly leading and winning. And, and I think no to me, one has invited the allies. They just looked at no. Did you see who he was running against? But no, that's I, that's what yeah. this is. <laughs> and that's that's you see what that's I'm saying? how you're seeing it. But that's how to me, that's how I'm seeing what it. I am looking at is that's a, the spin. <laughs> they try. That's the I'm media not spinning spin. anything because it's, what I, it's I, a I spin agree because with you. it's normalized. As to that's what happened. That's not actually what happened. It it, it nope. happened, but not <laughs> that wasn't the forefront, and that's not the leading issues and reasons as to what happened. That was a counteraction to a reaction of what just stalled out all of a sudden. Outside of Mad from Dog a team Sports that never stalled, Cincinnati fans have been getting on Adam Shine's show all week and boasting about how they're in the Super Bowl and whatnot. Outside of that, all I've seen is what the hell, Kansas City. That's what I've seen, and 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 it's the same sentiment that me and you have, not specifically about the run game, because I think me and you are the only two talk two, talking about Jarek McKinnon and freaking Ceh just getting absolutely nixed in the second half of this game. But Ask me why I'm talking about the run game so much when when it comes to Kansas City. Well, you know, I'm watching it because well, what I am talking about it specifically is because it was working, and and this this run game is what you specifically 
outside of the offensive line, the run game is specifically what you built to help assist Patrick Mahomes where he doesn't have to put it on on his back this entire time. But what mm-hmm. are you seeing? <clears throat> Historically, this is all this is the building blocks to Kansas City's DNA. They have groomed one power running back after power running back after power running back over the years. Built some very good teams, built some very challengeable and formidable teams to to make a challenge for the AFC title. Um here and there throughout the years, but couldn't get over the hump. Patrick Mahomes became a new, a new way, a new wave for Kansas City. Kansas City was never known to have the the long arm rocket quarterback type of thing. They just had very efficient quarterbacks, very sound defenses, and these, I mean, power run games. And Christian Okoye. Marcus Allen, Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Jamal Charles, to a, for a moment, beasting in a very small window, Daryl, you know, uh, Daryl Williams, you know, in the in the Super Bowl. Um, now we got Ceh, Derek McKinnon. They have a just I'm saying there's an adopted history of a strong run game in Kansas City is their identity as to how they identify offensively. We obviously seen a, 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 a new day, and when it t- when when it when the game got weird, got tough, got close, got tight. What do they do? They try to pass their way out of it, and that does. But that's the issue. It wasn't even tight yet. It wasn't even, I mean, and it wasn't it, even a scare yet. I'm just saying. But that's all the second half was. It, it obviously was. It was no running. They just went straight. Let's just go predominantly pass, and we're gonna try. You yeah. came out in the half and tried to throw the ball, and it was like, why? I, I get yes, there's so much time left on the clock, and yes, you, you want to continue to put points on the board because obviously they can still score. I get that, right. but you also clock freaking management. We've been talking about this for freaking two weeks now with Dallas clock management. You run the freaking ball when you're averaging. Six yards per freaking carry. And that's my thing. I'm not in. You're absolutely right about everything you're saying. And that's what I've said. My, what It makes me just question, why are we not running the ball? Why are we just throwing it three straight down? Why is this? That's a question for your boy that? Andy Reid. why is this? And why <laughs> is that? Because guess what? You wasn't doing it in the first half. And you were up 20. Basically, you was up 21-3 before you let your foot off the gas. And now all of a sudden we looking up and it's you know it's twenty one seventeen you know it, it's like what in the world just happened here? All right, but but you know no I'm just making just, no just, I get you but back to the point at hand. Cincinnati did win this game, and the reason for that yes is in part because Kansas City dropped the proverbial ball on how to win this freaking game. The, the, as much as Cincinnati won this game, Kansas City lost it for tenfold more times. And I, I totally understand that. But in that same same stroke, we have to give them credit for doing the job of getting the win. We have to give them credit for not flinching at all. Because you could, at, at that point, still being down 21-7 and letting the defense get ran roughshod all over 
all the way down to the to the three yard line. It, it, if you that that could still break somebody's spirit. Like no matter what we do, we can't stop this team. But no, they they did mentally. They stayed into the game, and that's what it re, that's all it required for them to get back into the game. Because as we saw, Kansas City freaking imploded in the second half. And that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> no signs of impl- imploding any other time in this run since Randy Reed. And Patrick Mahomes took the helm, and you know, and I, you know, and that's the adage: "There's a first time for everything." And I understand that. I just find it weirdly coincidental it would happen in the AFC title game after David, King David himself, soon to be king, y'all believe that, <laughs> still comes out and slays Goliath, and then gets what? I mean, what gets gets it still gets what shot by you know Judas I, again? No this sense. is it just it's Andy freaking Reed. That's how you drop that game. You we you saw it and you've you've recognized it and you've stated it multiple freaking this, times. It is you abandoning your freaking run game you know in the second is, half. This, this is this is this is 1991. This is because it's not even about the me. fact that the that 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 yes, you need to run out the clock. It's the fact that your run game was working. It was keeping you ahead of six yards per carry. That doesn't freaking happen in the in the playoffs. I understand. And it ain't about the and this is the thing. I'm beyond the what of of what what has happened in the game. I'm all about why. Why did all of this happen? How is all of this happening? And I mean when I say how it is it's it's really getting into the psyche of what is going on with the play calling once again. Because it doesn't make any sense how you went completely and absolutely 100% away from what was working and what was the reason to make a change it and then there wasn't zero adjustments at any point that has been Andy Reid's outside of the last two seasons that has been Andy Reid's MO i am going i am going to make sure that my quarterback gets the freaking credit for this win so, uh, we are going to continue to throw the ball, and we are going to win through our pass game. I will abandon my run game by hook or by crook. I will do that I, to make you, sure that we win football games. And you may be almost absolutely correct in that. I can't even argue the point. It's just the, it's the Andy Reid thing. It's like when you got the good Andy Reid, look what we can do. But mm-hmm. you got this other guy, like the guy who you know stall, and stalls the, the football in the Super Bowl because – you know, me and Donovan McNabb got all the time in the world to come down and score twice. Yeah. What fourth down? We're just gonna punt it. Six minutes left, I think, on the clock. Yeah, that's not enough time. I'm just <laughs> just throwing it out there. And it's Tom Brady with the it's ball. It's questionable. Yeah, it's on, coaching. It, and I'm not saying that Andy Reid is not one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's won 200, or, sorry, 100 plus games with two different franchises. Like that yes. has he literally that's a record that only he holds. Yes. <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. I, I don't have any ill wills. Like I'll be hard pressed for it, Kansas City and anybody in coaching and or in the NFL with a franchise, these owners, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone better than him. Like, yeah. or, you know, or we can replace him with this guy. Who? Who's that guy? And where's that short list? Because that's that's a very short list. You know. And I don't think that is a list. That which is why it's like when even they had to sit there and hear that this is totally Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid problem and fault and, and all the fault and blame. I guess I mean, 
I don't have anything else because I mean, like, him and Eric B. Enemy have to take the blame. I'm for saying, this. I, I as a fan, I don't have anything else. We don't have a better option. This is the I, best. I, 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 and yeah. as I'm saying, I'm left with this is the best option. I, and that I am we have. not saying that you guys need to move off of Andy Reid. Andy Reid just needs to, I guess, mature again and and be. You have, as a head coach, you have to have the wherewithal to go ahead and tell your OC. We this is what we're doing. I if you don't, I'm taking play call and I will turn off your headset. Like that that is as simple as it gets. And if you don't have the gall to do that, and it to to understand, because as we both stated, that is your job as the head coach. You're if you're not play calling for the offense or the defense, your job is specifically to manage the game and make sure everything goes to a T. Mm-hmm. And you in the second half drastically failed at that Andy Reid drastically I mean without a shadow of a doubt you failed in this game yeah I'm beyond disappointed (laughs) in so many other type of levels and I'm more confused because I just don't believe what I've seen and I'm not talking about oh my god I'm in shock they lost I'm talking about how this was executed I really don't believe what I'm looking at no you couldn't tell me you really went with that that like and and everything's on the up and up. Everything's fine. Everything's legit. No, there's no tinkering. I don't believe that. And all I know, and maybe I'm just a little bit more heightened because I've been you know getting into this little sports betting thing. And now there's a lot of money to be made and lost in, in games slated this you know with these type of money lines and tune into and, our next episode to really get in the conversation and, about and, that. And, and hold on and hear me <laughs> out. And you know and you know. All I'm saying is I understand sports to be a business and it's a business first and it's more likely a business second. So, you know, call it what you want to call it. All I know is when I start seeing weird things that make absolutely no sense and no explanation, yet we try to pad it down with with stats and analysis to make sense of, you know, it makes sense of it to a point of view. But there's a psyche here and I'm like, you, you I just don't see, you know, can't nobody tell me. Kansas City just cracked. Why would they? They didn't crack any other time. Why would they crack under this? This doesn't make any sense. They should have cracked last week if that was the case. This does not fit the profile. It's not a big enough stage. All I'm it saying. It doesn't. It does. That's all I'm saying. It the just playoffs doesn't fit are the different, and you should. You of all people should know that. You you have watched. You have watched this team fail in the most horrific fashion. This team, multiple in all as a old franchise. Regimes, You've not, watched. Other franchises fail this, this, this not, way. Not with this this era. Not this not this this run. This run is a little different. This is a di- from what years past. And but my point. Oh my god, <laughs> headache. I'm, I am so flustered with this game <laughs> because this was just wrong on so many damn levels. And I have nothing against Cincinnati, but really NFL. You y'all are so big, so so set on a damn storyline, so 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 set on the next big great thing, hot thing. I had even a conversation in one of the stores today, <laughs> not not today, the day before yesterday. Like ah, because I was I was wearing um the Chiefs uh, my Chiefs mask, mm. still wearing. It. I don't care, it's my damn team. <laughs> Hell with y'all. I'm like I'm when, wearing freaking Blackhawks gear. Like, what are you I'm talking? Just, like, <laughs> like, when did your team lose? Because my team just lost. When did your team lose? You know, like your yeah. team probably didn't make the playoffs. Whoever whoever that is. Probably Minnesota, but if it is. But 
But with that being said, he's like, so he's like, uh, yeah, you know, we got Josh Allen, you know, and Joe Burrow. We got these young guys now. And I'm like, I said, Patrick Mahomes ain't been in the league, but only four or five seasons now. You know, he's 26. He's very young. He's not even in his prime yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's like, but I'll probably be saying the same thing about Joe Burrow two years from now. See, but that's a thought process of just the next hot thing. Okay, yeah, you, you, that, that but that, that if if that's somebody that truly believes that, that is a person that does not watch NFL football. That's a lot <laughs> of people in this country. That I ain't saying at all. I said there's a lot of them, that's and that's just, why I don't take anybody else's whatever's <laughs> hot analysis. So because so, the whole point was, you know, the Chiefs. Oh, we hearing about the Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs again, fourth time, huh? Hmm. Let's look at since I I can kind of roll with this Joe Burrow thing, you know. Like, I mean, everybody likes an underdog, you know. And oh, so now the Chiefs are the villain. That's remember when we were talking. I'm like, when did they become the villains of the story? You they know, still aren't the villains to me. No, <laughs> the way they have been slighted. Usually, you've been getting more Kansas City feed than I have. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm not, all I'm getting is this. They just punning a joke right now, and uh, um, you know. They overconfident, and I don't think they were overconfident. Um, did they make a Did they make a mental mistake? Play calling, damn sure, yes. Mental mistakes, don't every team does it all throughout the game, yeah. every game, you know. It, it's, it's I would agree with that sentiment, and that, but that's the reason why I don't listen to because you got to understand, I'm a freaking Bears fan. The right. the the butt end of all jokes on the internet yeah. right now, and. We'll get into that in the next episode right, with right. Chicago I'm specifically, but just, but specifically, I, I I do agree with you in the sentiment that yes, this is weird. This isn't how it usually would have like did, nobody saw this coming, and I and I agree with that. But on top of the fact that this is the NFL, it literally is not for long league. It is any given Sunday. And this is why we play the freaking games. Because if we didn't, we would have exactly what we thought. And that would be Kansas City versus L.A. No thought about it. But I, and that's where football... See, football was more... I don't want to say predictable back years ago. But more times than not, yeah. the better team won. And it was just kind of one of those, you knew what it was coming down to. And I mean, I know they want to get away from all that and everyone got a shot and everybody has a puncher's chance and this and that. I don't like games like this. Take Kansas City out of this. Just a team that can be so hot and then can go so cold. There was no middle ground. There wasn't no semi-middle ground. No, there, there, was, there was just there was no on gradual fall off. and off. Yeah. It was that. No. And it comes down to... There's a there's a difference between parity and a difference between like this is a game that I would have been fine with in the regular season. Like that wouldn't it wouldn't upset me as much as it does. And again, this does it doesn't upset me because Cincinnati uh won the game. Mm-hmm. But me and you both agree and most people in the country agree Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. I want the best Super Bowl possible, and that would be Kansas City versus L.A. Now, am I going to watch L.A. versus Cincinnati? Hell yes. Am I going to enjoy every second of it? Probably. But at the end of the day, <laughs> that is what we are. What I was aspiring for was the best possible matchup to watch on the very to 
to really bring home this entire season, which this entire season has been fantastic. I mean, there, has. Th- this has been one of the best NFL seasons of all time, and and that's playoffs included. I wish it would have culminated in the best matchup in the Super Bowl. But we got probably the fourth or fifth best matchup that we could have gotten in the Super Bowl. But that's fine. And I am going to watch it. And, and But that is what the new era of parody NFL is. And we'll see how Kansas City responds in this offseason. They've got some money to play around with, actually, which I was actually surprised to see. Um, so they can make some moves and, and, and figure some things out uh, on what they got to do moving forward. We've already talked about what we think they need to freaking do uh, to, to fix their team. Um, and I'm excited to see Joe Burrow, second year quarterback, first full year uh, in, in the NFL coming out here in the Super Bowl. And this dude has not flinched at any matter of how many lights are on him. So so I'm going to be excited to see what he does in the Super Bowl and, <laughs> and this early in his career. Because, I mean, you got to think back. Just three years ago, while Kansas City has been building the dynasty that they have, that was Patrick Mahomes' second year. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like, like in the, in the same sentiment as what he was saying, not in the in the fact that Patrick Mahomes is now the fourth best. No, he is still the best quarterback in the AFC. Um, but we do actually have quarterbacks all across. Um, all across this, uh, this the AFC for sure. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, uh, J- uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Uh, I mean, probably Aaron Rodgers is coming over. Deshaun Watson is going to resurface at some point. Mm-hmm. Like we've got guys everywhere, in, on in young guys that are going to take the helm of the guys who have just retired, and whatever that is going to culminate in and in, in the way that we are going to see this. I mean, I just forgot Lamar Jackson. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's probably not going to have as long as of a career, but while he's here, he's been fantastic. So I'm going to, the, the, the league is in good hands moving forward. So it is going to be a little bit of a matchup, but let, let's just get to a point where let, let's not just keep trying to write off Patrick Mahomes because he lost one game. This was his third straight, or no, sorry, his fourth straight AFC championship game. He was trying to fight for his third straight time in the Super Bowl. Like, come on. This dude is quite different. And he just, the week before, did some insane stuff against Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in in that vein with your, with your uh, encounter there, this BS about Patrick Holmes being washed and let's do we second guess his his contract or uh, or whatnot? Miss me with all of that. Yes, that contract is going to kick in next year, but they still got fifteen million dollars to play with. Even with that, it's a team friendly deal, and they can restructure it whenever the hell they want to for the next ten years to right. see when they want to try to get some more pieces in there to continue. They will be just fine throughout this entire process. So Kansas city is here to stay. I'm, I'm hoping Cincinnati is, is going to actually be a true competitor in the AFC North uh, for years to come. Um, I mean, obviously they had a third place schedule this year. They, they were on nobody's radar. Like th- th- this was a team that nobody really had any thought could be any sort of a uh, competition this season. And they do have really nice pieces across the, across the board. So, mm-hmm. 
they just need we'll have to see if Zach Taylor really is that guy as, as the head coach. We'll have to see if Joe Burrow really is that guy when he's playing a first place schedule and 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 we'll see if the GM is really worth any sort of a damn if he can fix this offensive line to protect one of the most electrifying quarterbacks to watch in all of the NFL right now in Joe Burrow. Cuz from strict NFL play alone Joe Burrow is one of the most fun players in the league to watch. This dude is insane. He was running away from Chris Jones, not letting... He, regardless, he is a guy who we are going to enjoy watching for years to come, as well as this matchup with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. These young guys competing in the AFC, hopefully they all stay in the AFC because that will be fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just them battle it out every single year in the playoffs. Can't wait to, to watch. I I cannot wait to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Like, I can't wait to see all six of these guys in the playoffs duking it out against one another. That is going to be the most fun thing to watch, and it's going to be really exciting once the <clears throat> NFC catches up and gets some guys of their own and creates a, a just a conglomerate of guys just knocking each other off for years to come to who is going to end up with the most Super Bowls at, at the end of it. Right. Patrick Mahomes has his one. Joe Burrow is trying to get get his first really early on in his career. Mm-hmm. Like across the board, it, this is going to be insane to watch for years to come. So let's not try to write one of these guys off because they all have a very, very, very good setup for the next decade. I agree. I agree. The AFC is um, not going anywhere and quite exciting. So with that, uh, congratulations to the Bengals. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Kansas City, uh, Red Kingdom will be back next year. Um, Very excited to see what they're going to do in offseason, obviously. But I don't not jump putting the card before the horse, just saying in general. Um, But um, as, as a Chiefs fan and a fan of the NFL, we'll be back. All right. Well, that is going to be the matchup for for this next week coming up. So, well, again, we're not previewing the Super Bowl. Cincinnati is going to take on the L.A. Rams. Those are the two that won last week. Kansas City and San Francisco are out of it. Um, So we will get back to that conversation uh, next week uh, previewing the Super Bowl. So let us know what you guys thought of these two games. I know it's it's quite a long ways away uh, at this point now, uh, but any thoughts, anything that you guys agree with, disagree with about uh, those last games that happened on conference championship weekend. Um, and let us know your guys' pick for the Super Bowl. Um, and we'll, we'll have that uh, discussion next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but we will catch you guys in the next one.